the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> Christmas is the celebration of the Incarnation. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Epiphany is the revelation of the Incarnation. Jesus is revealed to people as the Son of God. A woman may give birth to a child, but if the woman didn't tell anyone she was pregnant and didn't give notice of the birth, it wouldn't impact anybody. However, the epiphany of Jesus Christ is more than a mere birth notice. An epiphany requires both the announcement and also the ability to understand the announcement. The Magi were led by a star. The star was in the sky for all to see, but the Magi were given the grace to understand what it meant and come. The good news that Jesus is the Son of God and is the Lord and Savior of the world is proclaimed to everyone, but not everyone responds to the message with faith. Not everyone understands. The Holy Spirit gives people the ability to see and understand the revelation. In the epistle, St. Paul says that the mystery of God, quote, has now been revealed by the Spirit to the apostles and prophets. First Corinthians says, quote, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. This highlights what it means to be God's chosen people. As Jesus said, quote, many are called, but few are chosen. Biblical epiphanies turn the world upside down. As Mary said, he hath put down the mighty from their seat and exalted the humble and meek. This helps us to understand why some see and some don't. Pride blinds people. They are so focused on themselves and their own interests that they can't see God. As 2 Corinthians says, quote, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Thus, the ability to see requires humility. God reveals himself to humble people who are looking for him. Of all the people in the region of Bethlehem, God chose to announce the birth of his son to certain shepherds in a field. Now, there's nothing wrong with shepherds, but they were not the elders or the leaders of the town. Think of the most momentous piece of news ever. Then think of it being revealed to some gardeners working in the yard or to some night watchman guarding the company. But not to the owner of the home or the owner of the business. This revolution, this selective epiphany, is embedded in the epiphany story. 
the visit to the Magi. When they arrived in Jerusalem after their long journey, they asked, where is he who was born king of the Jews? The irony of the story is that the religious and political leaders didn't know. These dignitaries came from the east, no doubt expecting some sort of celebration over the fact that the long-promised king and messiah of Israel had been born. Instead, they found that no one in authority knew anything about it. The essence of this is captured by the prayer and words of Jesus in Luke chapter 10, verses 21 and 22. Quote, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. The revolutionary nature of the epiphany challenges our typical approach to evangelism. Because our culture is centered on marketing and consuming products, faith tends to be viewed as a religious product that is marketed to religious consumers. And the success of evangelism is determined by how many consumers purchase the product. In this model, churches tend to focus on making the product more attractive. And this often means broadcasting words that speak of the benefits of faith, like John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that all who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But it also means turning down the volume on thoughts, words that speak of the cost, like Luke 14.33, quote, Whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. The remedy for this error is to adopt the biblical framework of being faithful witnesses for Christ. And this is related to our own epiphanies. A witness testifies to what he or she has heard and seen and experienced. A witness is concerned about the truth of the testimony rather than the response of the hearers. The vocation of the church is not to get people to believe in Jesus or to change the culture, though we may want both of those things to happen. Our vocation is to be faithful witnesses for Christ and trust God for all of the results. When we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, as we are told in Romans 14.10 and 2 Corinthians 5.10 that we will, what will be revealed is how faithful we were as witnesses, how faithful we were to do what God called us to do with the gifts he gave to each of us in our unique circumstances, regardless of the results. 
Epiphany is a season to reflect on how Christ has been revealed to us. How were you led to Christ? How is Christ being revealed to you in new ways during this season of time? Epiphany is a season to pray for the gift of increased vision to see Christ more clearly. And this requires humility and what we might call a contemplative orientation. Humility means to admit what we don't know. A contemplative orientation means to pray and look and wait for the gift of increased understanding from God. We are often so focused on what we want God to do that we cannot see what God is actually doing. We are often so sure we know that we are blind to what we do not know. And this is particularly true in the current season of time. We tend to focus on what those in authority are doing and what the purveyors of anxiety deem to be newsworthy. But as in the first century, God is revealing himself in other places, often to the least likely of people in the least likely of settings. God continues to put down the mighty from their seat and exalt the humble and meek. The leaders in Jerusalem didn't know that Christ was born because they weren't looking for the star. Epiphany teaches us to look for Christ and to pray for the gift of sight so that we might be on the right side of the revolution. As St. Paul prayed in Ephesians, quote, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.